language immersion. It's a term we hear all the time in connection with learning languages. I've talked a bit about it before. I want to talk about it now with reference to my recent visit to Poland. So, you know, we have language immersion programs in school. My grandchildren here in Vancouver did all their schooling in French. So they are immersed in French. The teacher speaks in French. All the subjects are covered in French. As a result of that, they get a fairly high level of comprehension. Their speaking ability isn't necessarily all that great. However, it is ready to be activated at any time because they have been immersed in the language. They have good comprehension. They have learned many subjects using French. That's one form of immersion. You also hear people say, you know, to you have to, to learn the language. You need to immerse yourself in the language. It's a good image. You kind of get into the pool, you get wet, you're sort of drowning in the language, you're immersed in the language. But what does it really mean? Uh, obviously, if you go to a country where you can't speak the language or, you've ha or you have a very limited knowledge of the language, it's very difficult to be immersed in the language. You are surrounded by the language. You're surrounded by people who speak the language. You may hear the language on radio or television but you're not really connected to the language. You're not participating in the language. And so many people can live in a country where a language is spoken. And if they don't put any effort into learning the language, being there alone, being immersed in the language is not going to do much for them. By the same token, you can immerse yourself in the language without being in the country where the language is spoken. You can read, you can listen, you can talk to people online, you can create sort of a language world for yourself, which is also a form of immersion. Now, how does all that relate to my visit to Poland? So I came back, I was in Poland for, I guess, six or seven days, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed discovering Poland. Uh, my wife and I flew first to Warsaw, then turned around and the next day went to Copenhagen. That's just the way our ticket was structured. And uh, then we worked our way back to Poland through Sweden. And basically from the evening of the 25th until the, you know, midday of the 2nd of June, we were in Poland. Half of the time roughly spent in Warsaw, half of it spent in Kraków, which is uh, one of the historical capitals of Poland. Now, since I was there with my wife, mostly we were speaking English. My attempts at speaking Polish, despite having spent two months prior to going, you know, listening to a lot of Polish, reading a lot of Polish, I had one italki lesson before going. Uh, that's not real immersion, but it's a start towards immersing myself in the language. Uh, eight years ago, I had a program of three months where I did the same. So, and I had committed to doing two interviews in Polish when in Poland. And these took place in uh, Krakow. So prior to going, I had attempted to use my Polish on the flight going over uh, with taxi drivers with very limited success. I was very much aware of my limitations. And yet... Arriving in Krakow on the 29th, I had an interview entirely in Polish for Easy Polish, uh, a website. I'll leave a link in the description box. 
uh, I am in fact following up with them to see if I can get at least a part of that interview and put it up here on my channel so you can see me struggling in a combination of Slavic languages, lots of mistakes, however, communicating. So the important thing there is that for, I think it was 10 or 15 minutes, maybe it was longer, I was communicating in Polish. So I was hearing Polish. I was hearing Polish having to do with the subject that we were discussing. And so therefore that input is very relevant to me. It's what I call very high resonance because I'm very much involved in it. I can't be wandering. My attention can't be wandering somewhere else. I have to pay attention to what people are saying. So I'm getting that input. I'm making mistakes while speaking, um, aware of some of the mistakes as I'm making them. Uh, if I see a video of the interview, I will be aware of more mistakes that I make. And all of this it does kind of nudge me in the direction of speaking better because I start to notice things in the language. Uh, maybe I'm, you know, I'm aware of many rules that I can't really apply on the fly. Uh, but then I notice when I see myself in a video that I made this or that mistake. I know it's a mistake, but in the heat of the moment speaking, I couldn't produce the language correctly. But that is a form of, of immersion. Uh, the next day I had another interview uh, with a gentleman, Maciej Wieczorek, who is a motivational speaker in Poland. He does these interviews in his Bentley, which is his studio. We drive around the city and he asks me questions and we spoke in a number of languages, including Polish. And that will also go up on his channel. I will at some point make you aware of where that, you know, where you can see that. Again, I struggled in my Polish. I struggled in some of the other languages. Again, it's a form of immersion. Even if you're doing poorly, it's a form of immersion because you are involved in speaking with someone. But I think also, like on my way back, First of all, we had a meetup in Warsaw, and one of the attendants was an American, Will, who lives in Gdansk, and uh, he gave me this book, which is a story told by someone describing life in Poland in, before the outbreak of the Second World War. And a very kind of Will, he came down from Gdansk, and he even wrote a little you know, uh, dedication message here, thanking me for the influence that I have had on his attitude towards language learning. A very positive person is Will, and I thank him very much for the book. I picked up a lot of books in Poland. I can never resist going to bookstores. I bought a bunch of books. My luggage, luggage was much heavier going back. I've also found audiobooks and eBooks on history. Uh, from publio.pl, uh, which I've imported in the link, and I've been reading them. I also did find the digital version of this book, and so I've been doing that on link, alternating between reading it online and reading it on paper. Uh, this book, I couldn't find any digital version of it, but I read the whole thing on the plane coming back, and I've often said that when you read a a paper book away from the internet, the whole book, the, your first book is like a major milestone in the language. So all of the things that, and, and to me, this is a form of, of immersion. Uh, it takes a long time for this passive vocabulary to 
to crystallize, to activate to where you're actually able to use this. And you do eventually have to put yourself into situations where you're using these words all the time, but you are really building up your capability. You're developing your comprehension. It is a form of immersion, just like, uh, kids like my grandchildren in French immersion in Canada, it's mostly passive. It's mostly hearing the language. It's mostly learning things through the language, but I also consider that a form of immersion. Uh, it's just simply not practical always to speak. Speaking is one form of immersion, largely because of the input that you get back. Uh, but listening and reading is also immersion. Visiting Poland, seeing Krakow, interacting even in a limited way with Polish people, seeing how they live, eating their food, getting a sense of their history, traveling in the country, traveling on their trains, uh, having a coffee on the square in Krakow. All of these things are immersing you in the language, the culture, the history, the environment of the language. It's all part of immersion. So immersion is not just sitting down with someone and speaking. Immersion is getting involved with everything that relates to that language, building up your passive capability, which is going to form the base then for your active capability. So I think the definition of immersion should be much broader than just going to a country and assuming you can start speaking to people. You can't. There's so many things, so many ways you can immerse yourself in the language before going so that when you do go there, you can get greater advantage from the potential immersion opportunities that are there. Uh, I am determined to continue with my reading and passive immersion activities on link where I have a number of books on uh, Polish history. And it's good to do something like history using different resources, just like with language, you want to cover the same ground using different resources. And I think that uh, already now, I think my capability to speak would be better than it was when I arrived in Krakow. And if I give myself another few weeks here with Polish history and, and other resources like this book here, which I have both on link to look up the words and reading it on paper to have a different kind of experience, um, I think my capability will improve. And uh, I will try to schedule a discussion, another discussion in Polish in two weeks to a month as I continue along in my immersion program in Polish. And the final thing was, I was very surprised by Poland, very positive country, uh, energetic people, a lot of things work very well, many people out on the streets in the evenings enjoying themselves. We had a great time. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.